Hello and welcome to Steeped in Mystery. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jenna. Welcome back. Dude, we've already been vibing in conversation tonight. Oh so we my are, good giddy aunt. We're we, like rolling. <laughs> yes. We've already been conversing and getting things together, but we still don't know which which uh, tidbits each other have dug up on our latest subject. I'm so excited. So uh, before we get into what we're discussing, let's discuss what we're discussing it over. That was a lot of discussion. Yes, a lot of... <laughs> we're, we're, we're currently discussing our tea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's a pomegranate mojito from Zest, from our friends at Zest. Again, another tea that I didn't add sugar to. Look, listen, I add five pounds of coffee to my coffee. Wait. Five pounds of sugar to my coffee. There you in go. In the morning. Bing. And so no sugar. Right. You can drink that straight. I want to drink this straight. Exactly. Like, this is absolutely delicious. A pomegranate mojito doesn't sound like it'd go good together. I didn't think so either. But this is a tea that I could drink on the daily. This is like, it's fresh. It's sweet. Well, Peeps, my thing is, is if I can drink a tea without adding anything to it that's an excellent tea and this is perfectly this isn't even palatable. a paid ad you guys yes like it's just genuinely good tea palatable <laughs> without anything added to it i love it which is delicious yeah, yeah. they're they're few and far between so i love them mm. it's for good. sure for it, sure it leaves that like fresh feel in my mouth after it i don't know if that makes yes. sense yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Okay. I caught that. Anyway. Okay. Yay. So. What are we doing today, Amanda? Illuminati. We <laughs> are doing Illuminati. <laughs> you know what? This has been really kind of eye-opening, this Illuminati deep dive. Yeah. I was expecting to find... Everything. Well, not everything, but more. Well, yeah, because when I've had discussions mm -hmm. about the Illuminati, it gets into so much more than anything I found on the internet. Exactly. The thing that I will I will add as a caveat is there are dozens and dozens and dozens of books about the Illuminati. But you, but not on the internet. No. Yeah. Like actual information out there on the internet, I, it's like hard to find. Even if I would expect, like when I started Googling, I knew I was going to get the typical Wikipedia and like, oh, here's the conspiracy. It's not mm -hmm. true. Disproving the Illuminati sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. I expected that. Right. I did not expect... To not see like a million forums of people discussing what the Illuminati is. All this weird conspiracy stuff about it. Because you can find, I mean like there's massive amounts of YouTube pages, Facebook pages. Uh, oh yes, absolutely. Reddit pages on like flat earth. But like I wasn't finding a whole lot on Illuminati. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Oh, totally. Yeah. No. It's almost it was... like they don't want us to know. <laughs> mm, 
Maybe. <laughs> Just saying, maybe. It was really, really interesting. It, yeah. To it, see what information I could find. Would you say it was illuminating? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> But here's the thing, is that I thought I knew quite a bit about yeah. the Illuminati. And what I actually discovered was I didn't know anything. Yeah. Like what I had, what I found was um, very contrary to popular belief. But I will add a caveat. If you're going to be a secret society, you don't want people knowing what you're doing. Yes. And I think you're right. The information that was found, even on my side, would point to it being contrary to what we picture when we think Illuminati. Correct. But no organization like this is going to allow themselves or display themselves depicted from a dark point of view correct yeah just in the same way that like, like nefarious they don't they don't want to be nefarious or evil or dark no they, because everyone believes their own motives are justified correct yeah there's like it, it takes sure. a very niche kind of bad mm -hmm. person or bad society to be like mm -hmm. we're here to be bad correct yeah like, like they the, this the, to use terrible biblical references the snake didn't come into the garden being like i'm here to make you betray god like <laughs> right i mean for sh uh, that's valid yeah and 100 percent. i've got some stuff on that presentation as we get into my part of it later nice okay so so here's what we're we're gonna get into what i found Great. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So what I want to start off with is the Hollywood portrayal of Illuminati. Okay. Yeah. Just like a peak. Dip a peak. Because I think it's really important because I think that people think Illuminati started... Um, way different than what historically it it actually started because of Hollywood, because of Dan Brown and his books about um, Illuminati right. and his, and you know, Angels and Demons and the Da Vinci Code really kind of delve into in, that. In the same way Hollywood has romanticized a lot of things for the purpose of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Their production. Like. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So, um, in Dan Brown's own words, um, he's, he quote, uh, you know, to quote him, references to all works of art, tombs, and tunnels, and architecture in Rome are entirely factual. Okay. In, in regards to his books and the movies. And then he also adds um, the author note in Angels and Demons adding somewhat ungrammatically that, quote, the Brotherhood of the Illuminati is also 
factual quote. But then he also states, statements may be factual or not, an institution or entity may or may not be historical or accurately depicted. Legal statement, legal statement, legal statement, cover our butts so we don't get sued. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So I'm just adding that because I, I want to kind of differentiate between what I'm going to talk about as actual, what we can determine is historical and evidence-based versus the Hollywood version of Illuminati. Right. Okay. So that was from um, (laughs) (laughs) decentfilms.com. Oh, so it's just decent? Yeah, it's just decent. Okay. But it's not indecent, so I mean, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness. So here's what I could find about the early Illuminati. And when I mean early, I'm I'm talking about as far back as I could freaking go about the Illuminati. You're talking about like the caveman Illuminati where they th- were like planning to genocide uh, the dinosaurs, right? Well, not that far back. <laughs> not that far back. <laughs> all right, all so, right. Um, so the Illuminati is a designation in use from the 15th century. Oh. Um by various groups or persons who claim to be unusually enlightened. The word is actually the, the, a derivative of the plural of the Latin illuminatus, which means to be revealed or enlightened. Right. And so most, I, I want to say most historical aspects kind of cling to that enlightened portion of the definition of Illuminati. Okay. 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 So, um, according to adherence, the source of light was viewed as being directly communicated from a higher source or due to clarified or um, exalted human intelligence. Right. Okay. So um, there was actually a group in Spain, the Alumbrados, which translates into enlightened, which first finds the name in 1492. They also use the form of Alaminados, Alaminados, and pardon if I'm not pronouncing it, not pronouncing that right (laughs) but that was in 1498 so it traces them back to a a gnostic origin and thinking of their views were promoted in spain through influences from italy oh okay but at that relative time frame so that time frame was they were thinking about the enlightened version as being not intellectually enlightened, but actually spiritually enlightened. Oh, okay. Right. So they would 
um, think that they conversed directly with Jesus Christ and the Virgin, and they thought that um, they were just above man. Right. We are higher because our minds are more enlightened. Than Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that's kind of what their thinking was at that point in time. So this is the earliest, literally earliest documentation I could find on um, Illuminati. Okay. Okay. So um, there was also a St. Ignatius of Loyola who was studying in Salamanca, in 1527, who who was brought before an ecclesiastical commission on the charge of sympathy with the Alumbrios, but he escaped with an admonition, which means he just got kind of a slap on the wrist, behave. I admit stop, what I did was wrong. Right. Stop doing what you're doing. Others were not so fortunate. And so um, after that time... Um, for about a century, the Alumbrados had many victims that were um, victims to the Inquisition. So the Spanish Inquisition of, you know, if you don't adhere to 100% Catholic beliefs, you're sinful. You're a not 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 even just sinful. You're a uh, what's the word? Demon. Yeah, <laughs> you're evil. Wasn't was there? You go. Wasn't Spanish Inquisition how Bloody Mary got her name? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Through so, all the slaughter that oh, happened during yeah, that time. Yeah. So it's horrible. I mean, really was horrible. But that is literally the earliest that I could find the mention of Illuminati. So after that, the next earliest reference is um, French. And it's the movement under the name of Illuminaise or Illuminaire from uh, France, from Seville in 1623. Okay. Right. So um, in 1634 by Pierre Garand, curé of St. George de Roy, whose followers known as Garants, were suppressed in 1635. We're so, talking like Marie Curie let them eat cake? No, era? Curie. Um, no, so, I just mean time period. Is this like the oh, revolution gosh, that happened? I don't know. It's before the French Revolution. This is before. Which one? Uh, well, true. <laughs> true, true. But this is, he was curé of a particular, I think, school. Okay. Oh, sorry. Marie Curie is the scientist. I got yes, that confused. Yes. So um, they were also surfaced in the south of France in 1722 and appears to have lingered until 1794. But Basically, they were known contemporarily as French prophets. I'm sorry. I, I had to look it up. So bef was this around Mary Antoinette? Marie Antoinette. Before that. Okay. So before, yeah. before that big yes. beheading of yes. all the 
Okay. I'm just keeping my timeline straight. Yes. So we're going to get into this a little bit more. So we're going to circle back. But the um, most, the group most closely associated with the name Illuminati was a group of um, Bavarians that founded a secret society, quote, quote, secret society, May Day of 1776 by Adam Weishaupt. Weishaupt. (laughs) Weishaupt. He was a professor of law in Ingolstadt and a former Jesuit. So he was very Christian, very Catholic, religious. Right. And Jesuit Mm -hmm. was a very specific offshooting of Christianity. Yes. Yes, yes. So um, his order, interestingly enough, and again, we're going to circle back, was organized along Jesuit lines. Yep. And kept internal discipline and system of mutual surveillance based on that model. So the members pledged obedience to their superiors. Um, They were divided into classes, which included novices, which is a very ecclesiastical way of looking at things. Um, A a very occult way in a lot of ways of looking at things, too. Maybe. You're only a novice with our ways. Exactly. Exactly. And all internal correspondence was conducted in ciphers. Hmm. 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 Wanting to keep it super secret there, bud. So, um, the Bavarian Illuminati actually extended from, at its height, from Italy to Denmark and from Warsaw to Paris. Wow. So we're talking about a huge, huge area, right? Yeah. That, I mean, back then, that's... That's a massive area. Massive. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. incomprehensible yeah. as far as really? how many I mean, people I would be willing you, to. You think about late 1700s, communication was only done by letter. Yeah, and honestly, during mm-hmm. those times, especially with the government that they had standing, letters would still feel vulnerable so i'd imagine a lot of this was done via word of mouth or only handed the letters between very specific Mm curious uh not couriers carriers just yeah yeah you know what i mean for sure couriers couriers thank you there you go okay so um there were notable members of the society um friedrich nicola Philosopher, philosopher Friedrich Jacobi and French poet Friedrich Leopold and Graf zu Stolberg Stolberg. See, and Jacobi's a name I've heard associated with the Illuminati before. Yes, yes. So this particular person that that um, created, and I'm going to say created because we don't have anything past that. we don't we don't and i'm going to say this right now that it was created because 
this particular person wanted to have a collective of the same like-minded thinkers. Right. He he wanted to cr- literally create a society where everybody was like, this is our focus. Right. And I mean, who doesn't want that? Sure. Sure. Like everyone wants a book club who agrees with them. Like, Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a good analogy. A really good analogy. Thank you. So, um, uh, the creator, his name was Adam... Weishaupt. He was a German law for prep law professor who believed strongly in enlightenment and ideals. And Weishaupt wanted to educate Illuminati members in reason, philanthropy, and other secular values so that they could influence political decisions when they came to power. So that I think is where. The The conspiracy starts to form. Yes. Yep. Yes. But if you think about it in this perspective, up until this time, the things that influenced government and politics was religion. Yeah. So it was the first time something outside of religion, some ethical outside source was coming in to say, maybe this should be thought about during your... Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. For sure. So um, there are two sides to the historical Illuminati. Basically, they're odd rituals and then they're ideals. Right. So there were two two different. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, What's what's the phrase? uh, All good intentions. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 So here's the interesting thing. And I and I want people to understand this. The original Illuminati did not use an eye in a triangle. The all-seeing eye. What did they use as a symbol? They used the owl. The Minerva owl. Which is interesting. I don't know why it's <laughs> it happens to be Minerva vowel. Minerva owl, but we will maybe answer that later. Okay. Um, but they also they also adopted pseudonyms to avoid um, identification. So they super secret. So they had they all had different names that they used. Right. They had a complicated hierarchy. Um, members didn't trust anyone over thirty. Because they thought they were too set in their ways <laughs> to accept anything new. And they were very paranoid. They used spy-like protocols to keep one another's identities secret. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, right? In a day and age where literally the only thing that could get you in trouble was a written document. Forget about internet, forget about social media, forget about all that. A written document that could get burned in like a fire somewhere. Yes, yes. Um, They were super paranoid. Yeah. Okay. So the Enlightenment ideals were like rational thought and self-rule. So in that line of thinking, they were anti-clerical and anti 
royal. So they didn't like monarchies. They didn't like the church being involved so much in government. I think if you were to place the old Illuminati into like America's governmental system as far as like where they would fall, red, blue, whatever, mm-hmm. they would probably fall more in that in between. What are they called? There's a name for them. You, you know who I'm talking about? The guys who are like revolutionaries? Just... No. Uh, oh. But, but yes. But I'm okay. talking about the guys who are like, I just don't want the government in my hands. I'm not red or blue. I'm... Oh. Ron Swanson is this. Oh. Um, Why did I lose it? Liberal. Libertarian? Libertarian. Yes. Thank you. Not yes. liberal, not, not Democratic, not Republican. Right. Libertarian. So basically, they, in this time frame, they were considered... Libertarian of... Well, revolutionaries. Well, yeah, because no one else had done this. Right. It was a revolution. Right. They were the first group to think, um, what if- maybe it's not such a good idea that Catholic- Catholics have such a say in politics, government. No, this is what was happening. They were a bunch of men in their 30s who were like, hey, the church keeps telling me I can't leave my wife. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Bastards. What if we change this? So here's the thing. And I did not know this until I took this dive. The Illuminati were actually entwined with Freemasons. I didn't know that. You did? I did. I did not. <laughs> you gotta remember, I've been doing a conspiracy since I could breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but but I didn't. I didn't know okay. that it was... Right. Hmm. So let's touch on yeah. that for all the others who are like, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're gonna circle around. We're gonna okay. circle around to that. Okay. Okay. So, um... They wanted to influence people. So the Illuminati actually wanted to mm, influence and change how people thought about things. Okay. Yeah. And so. They wanted to enlighten other minds. Enlighten was probably like. Their cover story. <laughs> Their cover story. We want to enlighten you. We're here to make things clearer. Yes. No, you're yes. not. <laughs> yes. So we're gonna we're gonna fast forward. So who actually started this Bavarian Illuminati? Same guy who did the Bavarian cream puffs. Ugh. I wish. <laughs> so the the Illuminati um, was actually a Bavarian organization that was founded in 1776 huh. by an Adam Weishaupt. Now, Adam Weishaupt was a lawyer who actually taught at university right. in Bavaria. And he wanted to oppose superstition, obscurantism, 
that's a strange word. It's a little obscure. <laughs> there we go. Religious influence over public life and abuses of state power. Hmm. Hey, okay. I, I actually could get on board with that. Right? Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm reading the pamphlet and this sounds like pretty yes. cool. This this sounds awesome. So um, the thing was is that the Catholic Church was very much entrenched in politics in that area as well as everywhere in Europe at that particular time. Right. Um, but, Kate, derailed just a little bit because my notes actually skipped forward and I don't want to skip forward yet. Okay. So, Illuminati has been used when referring to various organizations which um, allege to can be a continuation of the Bavarian Illuminati. Yeah, like several fraternities and like sort of skull right, and bone right. society mm-hmm. claim that name in sort of a... And they've often been accused of conspiring to, to control world affairs. Yes, and I will get mm-hmm. into a lot of that. Right. So, or, and, by, masterminding events and planting agents in government and corporations. Mm -hmm. I've got a Mm. lot on that, too. Mm. In order to gain political power and influence. Okay. Impossible. No way. No. No. Say it isn't so. We are too... Unconcerned with the dollar bills, whoever allow this to happen. <laughs> so historically, the Illuminati are depicted as lurking in the shadows and pulling the strings and levers of power. The true puppet masters behind society. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Okay. You can't see it. We're doing the little evil hand Yes, gestures. we're doing the little... Hmm. <laughs> The little evil thing that Dr. Evil does. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay, so origins. Adam Weishaupt, um, again, professor of law, but he also practiced philosophy at the University of Ingolstadt in 1773. The institution itself was actually run by Jesuits. Hmm. Exactly. That's convenient. Right. But at the same time, Pope Clement the, I'm going to say 14th, had (laughs) dissolved the Jesuits in 1773 because he thought they were gaining too much power. Yeah. We can't have another Christian offset becoming any more politically powerful than we are. Correct. So they made constant attempts to frustrate and discredit non-clerical staff. Hmm. especially in the course of um, material containing anything that they regarded as liberal or Protestant, because that was a new a new thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know, let's see, what, what time was that about? 1773. Okay, yeah, so... Mm. It's about when religious things started changing. It really was. Because yeah. I think the first real issue with Protestants was when uh, 
Mary, Queen of Scots, was coming along, mm-hmm. but it really started to gain weight after that. Yep. So Weishaupt became deeply anti-clerical because of the control the Jesuits had over the university and what he could and couldn't teach. So he resolved to spread the ideals of enlightenment, which in German is Aufklärung. I'm never going to try. That's a mouthful. I'm never going to try. Aufklärung. That's actually, I I think that's pretty Never in my life will I try to say that word. (laughs) Yeah. I I will offend some German somewhere by saying something that is not whatever that word is. Right, there you go. So um, one thing that Weishaupt found is that at this particular time, Freemasonry was actually everywhere. Was it? And it was expensive to be a part of Freemasonry. Oh, so it was only Which something was the rich could do. Also, a secret society. Exactly. Yeah. So, and they weren't necessarily open to his ideas. So, um, but he liked their system of ranks and grades to distinguish members of their group. So he decided to take a lesson from Freemasonry and create his own order that originally was called the Bunder Perfectibilisten. Bunder Perfectibilism. Bunder Perfectibilism. German Stin. is not the language for me. <laughs> It's late, so I'm pronouncing. My I'm pronouncing this horribly. My ancestors would be so pissed, but I'm never gonna try to learn their I, language. My, it's, it, all I can say is, in in my defense, it's very late. I would probably pron- be pronouncing this better if it wasn't this late. If it wasn't this late, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it basically meant the covenant of perfectibility. Oh, so they wanted to be perfect, just perfect. Yep. So Weishaupt and four other students formed the Perfectibilists. Perfectibilists. Yeah. And they used the Owl of Minerva as a symbol. And the Owl of Minerva is kind of a very Roman, ancient um, depiction of an owl. It's an owl that's sitting on a book. So very oh, yes. enlightened. You're you you're knowledgeable. You're reading. You're enlightened. Yes. And along with that is when they just dis- they um, develop their aliases within the society. And so Weishaupt actually became Spartacus. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the? Why is that such a frat boy thing? <laughs> right. It kind of is actually. And the and the From other from here forth. Now that I've dunked my head in the beer, I will be Spartacus. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that's, can't. I that's, can't. It's, a, it's so bad. I love that image. Right? So the others were known as Ajax, Agathon, Stop it, Tiberius, which I personally like and erasmus rotterdamus all i can think of is deadpool you decided to name yourself 
Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Shh. Stop it. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> tangents. Yes. Okay, there we go. Okay. Shaking off. Onward. <laughs> so, so Ajax and his gang. <laughs> so Weishaupt actually later expelled one of these original students um, for indolence. Indolence? And I actually had to look that up. It means laziness. He was too lazy. <laughs> you are I thought not that a was good great. cult member. You need to leave. You don't do enough around here. Yeah. Okay. One thing about the Germans is that I, I will say this. They are very wordy. And, and actually the longest word in any language is German. I don't remember off the top of my head what that word is because it's so long. But here's the thing. In April 1778, the order actually changed its name to Illuminaten Ordnen, which is the Order of Illuminati. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. <coughs> Excuse me. Fun fact. Weishaupt actually contemplated the name of the B Order. Like, bzz. B order. So I'm actually kind of glad he he settled on Illuminati because it sounds so much more cool. You gotta imagine there was a meeting and they're like, no one's gonna like think of us as anything cool if we're the B order. Yeah. Dude, we can do so much better than the B order. Oh, I know. Illuminaten Ordnen. Yeah. That's badass. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So <laughs> it was kind of funny, but in the beginning, they just, they were enthusiastic. They wanted to, you know, create an atmosphere of obviously, you know, enlightenment. They were going to think differently. They were going to achieve great things. And um, they had a membership of 12 people. The 12 of them were gonna change the world. They were. They were. And here's the thing. They actually started to recruit more people. And so he recruited um, childhood friends and other students and other things like that, or other people. And by the end of the summer of 1778, so just roughly Five, no, not even five years, two years after he developed this initial group, um, they actually had 27 members. Okay, 27. Not so bad. But they were in five different cities. And so they could start to spread the word. Right. So they were in Munich which was referred to as Athens, Ingolstadt, which is Ulysses, Ravensburg, which was Sparta, Freisingen, which was Thebes, and Eichstadt, which was Irzium. <laughs> I'm like, this is really kind of creative. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I, I think, like, I remember being in junior high and I tried to create, like, a secret... A secret code like code uh with my friends so that we could send coded messages to each other 
this is kind of what it reminds me of, but well, on a shoot, higher having level. Having your own sort of group that no one else has access to the information your group has is like, yeah, you're right. right. It's like middle school stuff. It's like, this is, I'm part of something. Do you know what? Isn't it interesting, though, that he's using Roman slash Greek things to describe, you know, use as code words, and yet we have fraternities and sororities that are all Greek organizations? Yeah, and I want to I just made that tie-in. That's interesting. I want to touch on that a little bit when I get to my stuff, because... Mm. There is an interesting correlation, if not causation. Nice. Nice. So so it is interesting. There that, you go. That there's those connections there. Okay. Well, I have a few more pages to get through. So yeah. we're going to. So the order had three grades. He actually, in the early period, decided that there would be a novice, a minerval, and an illuminated illuminated minerval so there were three levels yes and they involved complicated ceremonies and they had secret signs and passwords and other things they had to do to to get to those levels which was interesting because that's a lot like freemasonry hmm just saying hmm. so some novices were permitted to recruit and they actually looked at Christians with good standing and character were actively sought to um, become part of the organization, which I thought was interesting because they were so anti-clerical. Right, but they are like high ethics. So they're looking for someone right. who can, who mm-hmm. has been trained their whole life, and I will say trained in this situation, to listen yeah. to a higher authority, mm-hmm. believe every word, and follow sure. it. yeah. and thinks of the world in good and evil terms right and but it's interesting that jews and pagans were specifically excluded along with women monks and members of other secret societies you can't share interesting right other secret societies i know you just can't mix that's just wrong so they favored a different kegger okay (laughs) yep (laughs) you're you're in a different club so they favored candidates that were rich docile willing to learn and aged 18 to 30 ish so really young and impressionable there you go so he had some difficulty in the beginning getting some of his members to join up because a lot of people at this point in time were actually Freemasons. So here's what he decided to do. Weishaupt decided to join Freemasonry to acquire some of their materials to expand on his Illuminati empire. Oh, of course. Yep. Yep. So he joined a lodge, which is typical of Freemasonry, um, and the lodge was named, I thought this was pretty funny, but the Rite of Strict Observance. That was the name of the lodge. Mm. Prudence. The Rite of Strict Observance. So he progressed through the lower levels of Freemasonry, but couldn't get to the higher levels. 
And he, that's what he wanted to know. He wanted to know what the What do they know at that top exactly. that I don't? What are their secrets? What are their inner workings? Um, and so those inner workings were based on older religion and primitive church ideas. Yeah. So Weishaupt thought he should set up his own order. But within the Freemasonry organization. Use the platform they already built. Exactly. Exactly. So it was a little bit difficult, but he was able to develop his own lodge. And it was called Theodore of the Good Council. And um, that was, he was trying to flatter the um, Charles Theodore um, the elector of Bavaria at the time, which was in 1997. Sorry, not 1997, 1779. Um, and he quickly filled that lodge with Illuminati believers. And their first grandmaster was actually part of another lodge, but they quickly persuaded him to go back to where he was from and Weishaupt took took over the lodge and decided what they were going to think and teach and talk about and other things. Wait, so a secret society got a foothold in a really big religion and just got to keep it? Freemasonry isn't technically religion. Mm, it's pretty darn close. <laughs> it's pr- it's it's a society of like-minded people, but they, it's really interesting to me. And that is a whole nother episode. Yeah. That's a whole, because a lot of it's interesting to me, um, in this talking about the lodges and the names of the lodges and stuff has a lot to do with like Catholicism. But when you get into the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty, it is 100% not organized religion nope the only thing similar i think between freemasonry and catholicism is the rituals because catholicism is very much about mass and hell marys and our fathers and very ritualistic most religions are fair that's very fair like very fair not all but most right right so they had established this lodge, but Weishaupt wanted to go even further, and he wanted independence of their lodge from their um, parent lodge or the lodge that was above them because it's very much a hierarchical situation there. Right. We don't want them putting some... Rules on us. Yeah. We want to create our own rules. So they were actually affiliated with the Premier Grand Lodge in England. And Weishaupt said, you know what? We need to be independently recognized and able to do our own thing. So he managed to do that. So then Theodore of the Good Council was literally its own entity still considered a Freemason Lodge, but it wasn't, it didn't have to adhere or, or, um, answer to anybody else. 
Yeah. It could do its own thing. Yeah. So the next step in this process was um, a person named Adolf Koenig. And <laughs> Koenig. Good, good thing that's his last name. Right. Koenig. <laughs> so Koenig was recruited in 1780. So this is, again, this is four years after Weishaupt started his organization. Well, okay. Koenig was an aristocrat. And knew a lot of people. He was in his 20s. Um, he was in Freemasonry. He had already gotten like to some of the highest orders, the highest levels of Freemasonry. But he also was unsatisfied with it. And so he wanted to develop his own levels and thought processes. So guess what? Him and Weishaupt actually just meshed. They're like, let's create our own Illuminati Freemasonry. And that's basically what they did. So um, the, the teaching material that they used at their lodge was liberal and a mixture of literature that was banned in Bavaria. I do respect that in a lot of ways because I'm very against banned literature. Yes. Yes. Uh, So Kinnick had a lot of connections, tons and tons of people. And so he was literally the ideal recruiter. So he started pulling in a lot, a lot of people into Weishaupt's Illuminati Freemasonry. So um, the order stated its aims were for education, Mm -hmm. the protection of mankind from despotism, and um, the higher sciences. So, sure, I mean, again, let's be liberal, let's think of new things, let's think of science and All good intentions. All good intentions. And despotism actually means um, freedom from, like, tyranny. Like, evil evil monarchy, people that don't have your best intentions. Right? Right, right. We will handle what goes on instead of these evil people. We will take over. Mm Mm-hmm. Very much so. So Kinnick's description of the new Masonic order attracted and and tons of people. And the Minerval grade of the new Illuminati, um, I want to say path, maybe, became enticing to people. But at the same time, Freemasonry had levels way higher than the three levels that the Illuminati had. And so Kinnig was very, um, (sighs) embarrassed that he couldn't share with people the higher knowledge and the upper levels of the organization. Right. Because that's what people wanted to know. Well, how do I get to the top? Uh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you that. 
So the recruits were actually asking these questions and he couldn't answer them. So basically what happened was, is that Weishaupt gave Koenig the, for lack of a better word, free reign to develop higher levels in the Illuminati organization of thinking. We don't know what they are. Let's create them so we can give people what they're searching for. And he made it more attractive to prospective members. So Kinnick actually did tons and tons to spread this Illuminati message to people. And so um, the thing between, I think, that I got from this, because I didn't go down the Freemasonry path, I really wanted to stay on that Illuminati path of this story. So what happened was, is that people, people liked being part of an organization that wasn't clerical, that wasn't church, that was just for them. So they could feel that camaraderie, the brotherhood. Yeah. And as someone who has left religion, there is a mm-hmm. sort of missing of that community. So I get wanting to find that community elsewhere with people who also didn't want to be part of religion. Sure. It's appealing in that manner. Sure. Yeah. It's a it's a different community. But you also think about who they were recruiting and it were wealthy people that didn't necessarily have to go to work every day. They had leisurely time on their hands so they could go to lodge they could go to these meetings they could learn and just think different things they could come up with ideas they were they could get away from the rest of the world sure sure so um there was also because of the emphasis of anti-jesuit ethos and general anti-religious sentiment that actually ended up appealing to a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, because they were so anti-religious, recruiting senior Freemasons was a problem. Oh. Yeah. Intriguing. Because they wanted those senior Freemasons to pattern their Illuminati ascension after and when you can't when your demographic is 18 to 30 year olds and you're wanting to get the older males so you can get their information on the higher levels of attainment or whatever in the organization they couldn't attract them right they're like i'm Mm -hmm. already there why do i need you yeah yeah so um because those older people were still just conservative, Catholic, staunch. They still had their religious beliefs. And um, so that was a problem. But it ended up being that Kinnig was very creative. Oh, no. He had skill at writing the rituals that built their 
structure of their Illuminati organization. And, um, so he actually was able to propagate Illuminatism as a legitimate branch of Freemasonry with all of his creations of rituals and theories and thoughts and other things. So they legitimized his weird group. To an extent, they did. They did. Because the Theodore Lodge actually became a mother lodge, which means that they could have little lodges in other places that still adhere to the thought process of the mother lodge. Oh, okay. Is that not crazy? That is crazy. So they basically gave them a way to produce branches elsewhere that had to adhere to them. Yes. Which is, again, this is like a whole rabbit hole that I didn't expect to go down. But there's so much more here. (laughs) There's so much more. But I will say right now, because I think we are going to have to... Do a two-part. Do a two-part. Yeah, I have to agree. Boom, stamp it. But here's the thing. Freemasonry had... It wasn't unusual for Freemasonry to have different um, orders of thought. There was the Scottish order. There was the um, French order. There was actually even a Swedish order. So having all these different orders, they were still under that big umbrella of Freemasonry, but they had slightly different or even maybe dramatically different thought processes, but they were all still under that big umbrella Mm. of Freemasonry. So, so I find this particular thing interesting because I I will be talking about this the next time Mm -hmm. we discuss. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you, you have a bunch of little, little things. They all have their different thing. They've all got something different about them and special about them. Yep. But they're all under one big controlling all over entity. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. But it's hmm. just them, not not anything else in the world, yep. right? Not our music, sure. our hmm. face products, yes. our food. Not anything else would do that. Right? Right? I don't know. I don't know if I want to answer that right now. <laughs> but I will say there there is a lot more to continue in yeah. this. Because it's really, to me, it was absolutely fascinating. So so let me say for now. So let's, you're kind of hitting the old Freemasonry. And what it, yes. what its good intentions and its good groundwork initially were. Yes, the the so, the Illuminati and wanted to be enlightened. Would we have tea but with they those kind original of merged. twelve? Would would we have tea with the original twelve? Those original twelve Illuminati members. You know what? Actually, yes. Yeah, I I think having tea with those original members would be fascinating. Yeah, because they really wanted to make changes and make a difference 
and they sound like well-read people absolutely very educated very um knowledgeable it's not like they were i don't think it even started out as anything nefarious it just kind of maybe evolved into oh i don't you're gonna have to come back to find out about i know exactly exactly i'm not giving too much away i like to be a tease (laughs) (laughs) there you go but i will tell you that there is a little bit to know about more to know about this bavarian um origination and it it is fascinating but I can't wait to hear what your part is, Amanda, because oh your part gosh. is more of... Gets into more of the modern conspiracy. Modern conspiracy. That is perfect. Modern conspiracy of the Illuminati. Oh, and it gets nuts. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So... Folks, you're going to have to come back for part two because uh, obviously this is a lot. You'll just have to hear our wonderful voices talking about more stuff. <laughs> more Illuminati. Hey, We're going to enlighten you. Tell your tell your mom, your cousin, your grandma, your sister, yourself. Follow us. Go like us on Facebook, Instagram. Hit us up on Spotify. Literally click the little follow button. The, the little thing with the bell because then you'll know. When the next episode comes out, so you don't have to wait till after it's come out to find out about it. And you'll know that part two is available because we are definitely going to keep going down this deep dive rabbit oh, hole yeah. of Illuminati. So please like, follow, ask us questions, send us weird messages on Facebook, whatever you feel like. And but... give us a shout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, we'll see you back next week for the second half of Illuminati. Bye. Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs>